On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast, from the Baby Jays in Medicine Hat to winning a World Series with the Atlanta Braves, now Mike Frostad is heading to the West Coast. Welcome to episode 158 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. The last few weeks have been nothing short of a whirlwind for Mike Frost's dad. In fact, that's probably a bit of an understatement. It started with an unexpected playoff run by his Atlanta Braves that culminated with a World Series victory over the Houston Astros. Then came the aftermath and celebrations before everyone parted ways for the winter. Frostad not only headed back to Alberta, but also announced he had been courted by the Los Angeles Angels to become the team's new director of sports medicine and head athletic trainer. And downtime hasn't been on his itinerary since coming home either, as he was one of the speakers at the Coaching Teaching Leadership Conference in Calgary this past weekend. After the conference, we had a nice chat over the phone to catch up since we first had him on the podcast for episode 66. In this conversation, we talked about the World Series, working with Mike Soroka on his injuries, the changing landscape of being a trainer since he was with the Medicine Hat Blue Jays in the 90s, and what his wife's support has meant to him. Mike, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Well, thank you very much for having me. It uh, should be my second one that I've been doing with you now, so I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Well, let's start off with the World Series. What a way to end the year. Take us into the dugout during that playoff run to start. What's the attitude like amongst the team, especially going into it as a lot of prognosticators had you pinned as underdogs? Yeah, you know, that was the, I think that was the big thing that works in our favor, honestly. Like, we went into that series against Milwaukee, and as all oh, Milwaukee's got great pitching, and they do. You know, they had Woodruff, they had Burns. Burns won the Cy Young. You know, and it didn't matter to us. We just went in there, we played our game. Our hitters had a great attack plan, and we executed. And our pitchers did their part. And you know what? We just we stuck it to them. And then, of course, going into the Dodgers series, you know, the same thing. You know, their pitching, their bullpen's outstanding. You got guys coming in. Bruce Argrad are all throwing like 103, something like that. And, you know, you get to some of those guys and it's like, oh, man, are we ever going to get a chance to score again? But, you know, that series was hard fought. And, again, being the underdogs, it was just there was no pressure on the guys. And, and that really seemed to help. And, you know, of course, going into against Houston, same thing. Those guys, you know, one of the best teams in baseball. You know, the Braves won 88 games in the season. And... You know, there was just – we shouldn't have won, bottom line. And there was no reason why we shouldn't have been underdogs in every series. But the guys had a great plan. Um, I think our advanced scouting for that series was awesome. Um, They had their pitchers' tendencies down. They had their hitters' tendencies down. And our guys had that attack plan. And we executed. And, I mean, that final game was a shutout. Like, who – who would have thought you'd win the World Series in Game Six with a seven nothing shutout? Right. Mm-hmm. Was there any shift in mindset throughout that process where it goes from "we'll take it a day at a time" kind of thing to "we can probably win this thing"? You know, I don't know that the, we really had to shift our mindset because I think we had that mindset all along. I think going into that series against Milwaukee, we knew that we had a good chance and. I think every team will tell you the same thing, right? You know, you get into the playoffs and anything can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, the Yankees didn't even get through the wild card. Um, You know, teams didn't even get in the playoffs. The 
Blue Jays had a great club this year. They had more wins than we did by far, and they couldn't even get into the playoffs. So, you know, with our our team's mindset just didn't change. We were just we were going to be that team to beat, and that's kind of how we felt the entire way through. And and with no pressure, it was easy to do. You mentioned that final game, seven nothing. Do you remember when it kind of clicked for everybody in the dugout that we're going to win this thing? Versus and, and what the atmosphere was like on the bench as uh, the innings are kind of counting down. Uh, it had to be the Soler home run, and he hit the thing out of the stadium. You don't do that and <laughs> and not think that your team's <laughs> going to win that game. And and man, I tell you, what a feeling! From that point forward, it was just kind of like, okay, we can hold on. We got the bullpen to do this. Our guys are are ready for this right now like this is our day and and I t- that feeling in the dugout as we counted them down you know we get to that you start counting the outs at that point you know you get through six and it's like okay we got nine more outs to go okay we got six more outs to go and top of that ninth and it's like three more outs two more outs and it's like man this is there's no way these guys are coming back with one out and seven runs to score it's just it's our time so the final play, the final out, the pandemonium afterwards, what was that all like from your perspective? I mean, it's just elation all around. You know, we've worked so hard for this year after year, not just this year, but year after year. You know, the guys that I've worked with, I was with George Poulos in Toronto. I was with him in Atlanta, 10 years in the big leagues with him. And it's just year after year. He's been in the big leagues for 24 years, I believe, and that was his second time at a World Series, but his first win. And, you know, it's just, it's awesome to be able to accomplish that with those people that you've put in the amount of time that we have together. And, you know, for the coaching staff there, just, I see the hard work that goes into the daily preparation, and every one of those guys deserved it. Mike Frostad, World Series champion. Did you ever think you'd hear those words? I was hoping. I wasn't sure it was going to happen, but I'm sure glad it did. You also got to do it with a fellow Albertan, Mike Soroka. How cool was that to share with him and even with some other fellow Canadians on the roster and in the front office as well? Yeah, that was, I mean, being around with Mike all year was great. You know, obviously he had the the devastating injury that wiped out his 2020 and all of 2021 because he had to have his second surgery. But, you know, just to be able to share that with him, we kind of had that connection from day one when I came over to the Braves and he was already in the minor leagues and just having somebody there that was from Calgary was, that's a great experience, you know, to be able to say that you kind of did that with one of your brothers, so to speak, was, it's great. Um, obviously, you know, with Alex and Topless in the front office, I mean, couldn't happen to a greater person. Honestly, he, he started out with the Expos in the mailroom, and he built himself into a World Series champion. He built that roster. He took a chance on us when we were below 500 at the break, and he added instead of subtracting and didn't give in, and it paid off a thousandfold for him. You know, just you know, he can say forever that he's a World Series champion. As can you. We mentioned Soroka. Let's stay on that topic for a second here. You were the first one to get to him when he hurts his Achilles in 2020. Could you ever have imagined how challenging the last year or so would have been for him? You know, it's it's very unfortunate. Um, you know, it, it's a freak thing that he ended up tearing that again. Uh, the success rate has been very high with that surgery and the procedure he had done. And, you know, it was just, it, it's an unfortunate situation. Um 
but the mental grind that he has to go through knowing that he could have been contributing every single day. And, you know, we were fortunate that he, he stayed in Atlanta and did his rehab in Atlanta with the team. And, you know, we didn't send him home. We didn't send him to Florida. He got to stay, do all of his stuff in Atlanta when we were at home. And, and I think that probably helped him a lot, but it's still a mental grind whenever you're going through what he had to do every day. Mm-hmm. From an athletic trainer's perspective, how has he handled the cards that he keeps getting handed? He's been great. You know, he's been so positive this entire time. Um, he might actually be up in Calgary right now. I haven't kept tabs on him that close, but you know, he's been he's been pushing the envelope. Um, you know, he wants to come back and be better. He knows that he's got to kind of keep things in check a little bit and make sure that he's he's going to come back at a hundred percent the second time around. But you know, he's he's well on his way and uh, he's going to come back stronger than ever. Anything stand out to you in terms of his mindset or just his his will to want to be back on the field, the things that he's saying that has really kind of stood out to you over the last little bit here? I think just his positivity with everything. You know, he's he was dealt two bad hands year after year, and, and he's just remained positive through it all. And, you know, that's one of the biggest things that you can really impart on on athletes is you're going to get knocked down, but it's how many times can you get back up? And he's proven to us right now that he's going to be that guy that continues to get back up. And, you know, I think just that positivity that he's got, that he's going to get through this, he's going to come back and he'll be fine. He'll have a long major league career. And I think that's the biggest thing is, is just his total mindset towards the whole process. It's not just, you know, he's taking it day by day, but he's looking big picture as well. Speaking of big picture, let's get back to your story here because you go through the celebrations, winning the World Series, going back to Atlanta, coming back home, all of these things, and then you drop a bit of a bomb on everybody saying, I'm going to throw a major curveball at you and announce that you've taken a promotion to join the Angels. Walk us through what led to that decision and what led to uh, you heading to the West Coast. Yeah, so it was uh, it was kind of a shock to me. Um, you know, after the dust had kind of settled a little bit, they uh, our front office came to me and, and said that the Angels were interested in speaking with me about a position with them. And, and uh, you know, I've always wanted to be a, a head athletic trainer in the major leagues. And they came in and offered me even more than that. They gave me a, a director of sports medicine title as well as the head athletic trainer. So I'm going to oversee the entire department. Um, ideally... You know, for my wife and myself, being on the West Coast is is going to be a lot better for our family situation. Uh, it's a three-hour flight from Calgary to get down to L.A. versus five hours to go to Atlanta. And we gain an hour going time zones instead of losing two. So just the overall travel is going to be better. Spring training in Arizona, you know, you can drive down to there if she wanted to. And, and it's just going to be overall a better situation for the family. But even in general, just to have the opportunity to build a department around what we want to have accomplished in Anaheim is, is kind of the dream right now. So I'm fortunate that they approached me and uh, it was something that I couldn't refuse. What kinds of things do you have in mind for that position? What kinds of things do you hope to bring to that Angels organization? Well, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a lot of what we've done in the past in both Toronto and in Atlanta. 
Um, you know, there's a lot of great things that I can bring over from there. Uh, just the collaboration between the different areas of the department with strength and conditioning and massage and physical therapy and nutrition and mental health and, you know, just kind of bringing everything together, making sure that everybody's on the same page and, and just putting together a good formulated plan for every player that we need to on every single day of the season. It's a lot of work. It's challenging, but I think with the right people in place, we're going to be able to be very successful in that aspect. It's interesting you bring up the mental health piece and all of the different pieces that come together with it. How has that job um, transformed over the last 20 some odd years that you've been doing this? Because I'd imagine that it's, it's changed quite dramatically in terms of just the things that are talked about on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, you know, there's really not a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of access to mental skills or mental health professionals in baseball or in really in a lot of sports for that matter a few decades ago. And it's really taken the, a front seat to everything. Um, you see there's players like Kerry Price right now, obviously sitting out at the time just because of some issues that he's working through and dealing with some mental health professionals and you know, other players along the way that have decided that mental health is going to come first because not only does it affect your play, but it affects your life. You know, your family's involved, you've got kids, your wife, and for teams to recognize that it is an important aspect is huge for these players going forward. You know, you might lose a guy like a Carey Price for however many months it takes for him to feel like he's ready to come back, but at the end of the day, He's going to be a better person, a better husband, and a better father for it by taking that time away. And that's something that ideally in baseball, it's going to be a huge part of our development going forward for our players. I suppose a big piece of that, too, is just being, especially with a physical injury, there is the mental aspect of it as well, the emotional toll that it can take. And to see all of those pieces come together has to be uh, a big focal point for you as you try to bring uh, that kind of mindset into into the Angels organization. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's uh, it's going to be one of the, the harder positions that we need to fill, I think, um, just because there's even the to find a professional that's willing to um, whether they have a, their own personal practice that they have, uh, it's going to be a little bit more difficult to fill that role. But I know we've got some candidates on the horizon that we're looking at, and and uh, you know I think we'll find somebody that's going to be a good fit. Now you are heading to a team that has the new AL MVP in Shohei Otani. You also have Mike Trout, now Noah Syndergaard as well. Uh, feeling any pressure knowing that you're the one now in charge of keeping these guys and their teammates all healthy heading into 2022? Um, I don't know if I'd call it pressure. Um, I think I'm I'm going to be able to handle that part of it, and you know I that's come from my development that I've had with with the Blue Jays and with the with the Braves, you know, like we've kind of had to deal with this adversity and, and I've learned along the way I've been mentored and I've been able to um, kind of develop the skills that are needed to be able to handle those players. And I know I'm not in it alone. That's the big thing. I've got other people surrounding me that are going to be invaluable with their input and invaluable with what they bring to the table to help to keep these guys healthy. 
Mm-hmm. Who have you leaned on to get that guidance, to get that um, mindset, so that you're you're going into this position feeling like you've got the the best cards to to hand to the Angels? Well, right now with the Angels, I mean Perry Manassian is our general manager, and he's the one that uh, I've probably dealt with the most as far as you know his direction and what his bit of a vision is and and what he wants to see going forward. So between him and Alex Tam and the assistant GM, we've had several conversations on on how we want to move the department forward, and uh, I've got some good ideas from them, and I'm still working on building the department a little bit right now. So uh, I've got a few interviews i got to handle coming up in the next week or two to, to fill some spots. But, um, you know, I've, there's definitely some great candidates out there that I'm looking to talk to, and hopefully we can get them on board with us. When you think back on the last couple of decades, I mean, it's a far cry from being with the Baby Jays in Medicine Hat, where you were uh, just a couple of decades ago now. Even the last few years in the majors, how do you describe this crazy journey of life that you've been on? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> you're right. It's It's been a crazy journey, honestly. Like, that's probably the best way to put it. Um, you know, it was 22 years with the Jays, and then... Um, not having my contract renewed with them, but being able and fortunate enough to get hooked up with the Braves and, you know, spent four years with them. And it was every year was a a playoff run. We made the playoffs for four straight years, won the division for four straight years. And that's hard to do nowadays. You know, the Dodgers just did it for eight and then they lost out on that this year. But, um, you know, it, it really has been crazy uh, to think that, you know, 26 years ago when I started this in 1996 that I would end up in this position today. I I don't even think I would have dreamt of it, honestly. Uh, I know you were speaking at a little league conference in Calgary this past weekend. Talk us through some of the main messages that you had for those coaches, for those trainers, for those who are, are looking to uh, mold the next major league all-star or major league baseball all-stars. Yeah. So we just had, uh, it's our second can't really call it annual because we did not host it during COVID, but in 2019 we did. And then again this year, the the coaching teaching leadership conference in Calgary uh, was a little bit of a brainchild of my wife's and mine uh, a few years back that there were some things that were missing um, in the coaches development in Alberta for, for grassroots baseball. And so we wanted to try and make a difference in that. We started the conference, like I said, in 19, and this year, you know, the the theme of the conference is a good coach can change the outcome of a game. A great coach can a great coach can change a life, and I think we brought in some speakers that really can attest to that. Uh, we brought in some people that were very technical. Um, you know, we had some some keynote speakers that, unfortunately, because of COVID, were not able to travel, but. You know, we, we were trying to get Bruce Walton and Eric Young Sr. Uh, they were lined up and, and unfortunately couldn't make it. But, you know, we had Jeff Cruschel, who in Alberta baseball circles and really, you know, internationally with through MLB, he's he's such a dynamic speaker. Uh, he could talk, he could, probably could have filled every slot for this whole entire conference and not lost the attention of anybody in the room. Uh, we had Greg, Ma- uh, Greg Morrison, the owner of the Medicine Hat Mavericks, come in. Uh, Les McTavish from Vauxhall Academy, he was in helping to speak. We had the Coyotes Den. You know, we just tried to get from every aspect we could with catching, pitching, uh, some hitting aspects of it. 
um, you know, it just it really, I think, resonated with some of these coaches where they need to try and adapt their style of coaching to help make our youth grassroots baseball players better. Mm-hmm. How important has that aspect been to be able to come back year after year during the, the winter months and be able to try to give back to that baseball community here and, and watch it grow and develop and try to change its tune a little bit so that everybody's sort of on the same page, rowing in the same direction? Well, we think it's a great concept. Unfortunately, with us not being able to, to run the program last year, and really with a lot of youth sports not even running in 2020, you know, we weren't able to really see if there was much of a change that could have been made with the, the people that attended the conference then. But, you know, we just kind of ended up right now. And, and one of the big takeaway messages is what, you know, whatever you've learned here this weekend, at least try and implement a couple of things within the next two days. Because if you don't do it within two days, there's a good chance you're not going to do it at all. And so we're trying to really reinforce that with these coaches that if they can at least implement one aspect of what they learned this weekend then hopefully it makes a difference down the road and that could be something that they're going to incorporate into their practice planning Uh, it could be something related to long-term athlete development it could be related to their injuries that they're going to see in in baseball so um you know hopefully the next time we run this, we're able to do it again next year because we want to try and bring these same people back. And then hopefully they've gone and told a few other people that, hey, you know, this was a great conference we went to in Calgary. They're hosting it again. Why don't you guys come? And we're just trying to grow it year by year. I think we started with about 50-something in 2019, and we are up close to 80 this year. So it's getting bigger. Um, we're drawing people from Edmonton, Calgary, Medicine Hat, Lethbridge, kind of all the surrounding areas and and you know it's uh it's something that we really do want to grow over the next couple of years still fantastic stuff you mentioned candace a couple of times here i'd be remiss if we didn't talk about her a little bit uh many in the medicine hat baseball community know her really well for all that she's done there uh in alberta as you mentioned with little league all she does there how important has she been for you and being able to follow your dreams but also to help her along with her baseball dreams as well I, I don't think I'd be here without her either. I'm not going to lie. Like, she's been such a support and a rock that, you know, she's she's been through the highs. She's been through the lows. Uh, we've gone through them together. And, you know, she's she sacrificed a ton. You know, she's an ICU nurse in Medicine Hat. She's also teaching clinical nursing at the Medicine Hat College. So, you know, her schedule was just not conducive to being able to come down and and travel obviously 2020 there was no travel 2021 there just wasn't a good time and it was so difficult with the international restrictions that you know if i didn't come home at the all-star break i wouldn't have seen her until the season ended but you know she's she was supportive enough that she had time off during the playoffs that it, it happened to coincide with when we were at home during the world series and and i got her and her parents and and my mom and my brother came down and you know, they all had a great time. I'm glad they were able to, to get to some World Series games because you never know when you're going to get back. But for Candace especially, you know, it it's just, like I said, I don't know if I would be here without her support. She's been definitely been the rock that kind of holds things together, no doubt. How cool was it in that World Series moment to be able to look up into the stands, know probably where she is, be able to make that eye contact and be able to kind of go, hey, we did it. 
Yeah, nothing beats it. Unfortunately, she wasn't in Houston when we when we won it, but I know that she would have been there. She could. She had to go back for work, but um, just even having her in Atlanta, you know, in those three games that we played at home, that was that was extra special for me. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Final question for you here, Mike. What does the game of baseball mean to you? Uh, right now, the game of baseball has been my life. Honestly, I've done this for more than half of my life it's been my only career that I've had and you know I'm I'm fortunate to be involved in what is unquestionably probably one of the greatest games in the world I know everybody in Canada loves their hockey but I'll tell you what to try and get our players through 162 game season you know and to know that you've made a difference in their lives and in their careers is so satisfying um and, and baseball has afforded me that opportunity to be able to to say that I've I've been there, I've done that, you know, and finally we just won that World Series. So this is I'm living a dream, really, is what I'm doing. That is fantastic to hear. Well, Mike, congratulations again on winning the World Series. Congratulations on all the success you've had in your career to this point. Continued success as he set off on the next leg of this journey. And thanks so much again for joining us here on the podcast. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Mike Frostad for joining us this week. And again, congratulations on not only the World Series victory, but the new gig as well. And thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, leave us a rating and review on your app of choice as those actions help spread the word about the podcast. As always, we'd also like to take a moment to thank our Platinum supporters for all they do for us. The Okotoks Dogs will be back on the field before you know it. They recently unveiled their 2022 WCBL schedule and the plans for the league all-star game. Season tickets are on sale. Head to dogsbaseball.ca for more. And earlier this year, Absolute Human Performance established AHP Academy with a junior and senior program headed up by Taylor Burns. The coaching staff there is a who's who of baseball in the capital region. For more information, you can go to ahpbaseball.com. Until next time, thanks for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.